0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang.
1: I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm alright! Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it! I'm putting my heart in this dog. Let's go, man! Let's go. Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang!
0: You're Kane listening Kane to Kane gang. Gang. Kane gang, only on Sirius Kane XM 145 Slam Radio. Boy, you agree? That's Kane Gang.
2: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM, channel 145 Slam Radio. Um, as always, we like to chop it up. We like to do everything University of Miami. Got a lot to talk about this week, Bird. You know, spring game was last week, but uh, we can get in that in later segments. But right now, I want to bring on the show a special guest, good friend of mine, um, former University of Miami, former NFL Washington Redskin or Washington football team, you know, Detroit Lions, St. Louis Rams, number 50. Cause uh, you know, again, I'm going to rock that five zero. I'm not going to call him five two. So that number 50, the boy Rocky McIntosh, <laughs> Yo, rock what's good, man.
3: What up, man? Glad to be on the show.
2: Listen, man, it's always a blessing when we can chop it up, man. You know, I, I hit you up from time to time, especially when you come back down to Miami. Um, you know, last couple times you came down are, Our outcome of the game wasn't what it should be because for some reason I don't know if like former player bring bad luck and we always lose. (laughs) But but it's always uh, it's always good to to see you and talk to you, man. So I appreciate you coming on.
3: Oh man, it's definitely a great time, and I definitely need to look into the stats on that of me coming down watching the games because when I do come down, we don't we don't put up good games.
2: So, so Rocky, I, I don't want to take too much of your time and again I appreciate you coming on. I just wanna go over a couple things with you, man. You know, obviously being a University of Miami alumni, a former NFL alumni, there's a lot to talk about, right? But really for me it's more about your time at the University of Miami and what that time at the University of Miami meant to you. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
3: Man, it was just it's growth, man. So now that I got uh kids and they're getting on that age, of 13, 14 ish, so they're getting a little bit serious about sports and whatnot. And I can just think back to those days where everything was just fun, man, just going out there and just playing and just letting the pieces fall where they are. Uh, the games change a little bit with these youngins out there, but it's it's all the same. And uh, meaning that the beginning is supposed to be fun and it should end with fun. Um, a lot of that business stuff that, that that happens at the end but if you can't have fun doing uh what you do for a living or every other day um then there's no joy in that you should do something else but and I just felt like being in that environment with all those folks there just coming from you know all across the country we just jail so well and you know the, the the tough love that we had at the beginning and you know growing through that and just being like a uh, a senior leader and getting a chance to transfer that on to the freshmen and all of that stuff so it was, it was great man and the good thing about it is like everyone stuck in there the whole time like i don't i can't even think of a word transfer like because we just had everybody that was there man
2: yeah you know obviously you coming in red shirting in 01 got that national championship should have had another one in 02 that's a whole different ball game You know, but then progressing, like you said, you know, being that senior leader, you know, and obviously, you know, graduating and being drafted into the league in 06. um, And again, being drafted into, you know, to a situation with the Washington back then, Washington Redskins, you know, there was already people there. You know, you had Portis, you had Santana, you had Sean, you know, what was it like leaving college and then going into the NFL knowing that you still had your brothers who you played with in college kind of helping you, you know, transition into the league?
3: Oh man, it was great man. They they ain't help me transition. It was like, hey, we making plays, you got to make plays too. <laughs> I, remember, I remember CP jumped me in the locker room one time. He was like, hey man, when you gonna start to get off? I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm getting off. And I just felt some type of way. And that's the way we encourage each other. Like somebody go out there and make plays, like I'm gonna go make a play. You get a big hit, I'm gonna make a big hit. Like it was just, we battling against ourselves more so than the opponents. So uh, when you have that type of, you know, camaraderie out there, man, nobody can stop you. And that's just how we roll, man.
2: I want to ask you a personal question, and, and if you don't want to answer it, I completely understand. Obviously playing with Sean, um, you know, obviously through college and then also in the NFL, you know, with that tragic situation, you know, with him, you know, you know, getting killed, how did that affect you personally? And then how did it affect you when you guys were playing?
3: Man, it was crazy, man, because just, like, uh, my later years, you know, moving off campus, we stayed in, like, the same apartment complex, and anything I needed, I mean, like, Shanti was the local guy or whatever, so, you know, he had a a car, whatnot. I was like, man, I need a ride here, here, take my car, so he's just that kind and that genuine, so you just wanted to gravitate towards that and just, you know, be around him, and. The way he he led us and I always take it back to the first day. Um and we talk about that tough love where we had um what they call King in the ring where we just had like three little raggedy couches in the locker room and hey man the seniors call you out. You gotta get in that ring Russell, And Shanti was the first one to do it. I mean he got yoked up but he was the first one to do it, and it was like, "Damn, man, that that dude nuts." Because uh, he actually, I think he went against Chris Campbell, so and wow. he wanted to do that, but uh, didn't turn out to the to the best of him. But man, uh, that just showed he was a leader of our class. And uh, fast forward to you know when we lost him, it was like, dang, man, just it definitely you lost a piece of yourself because he was definitely yeah. there with you." And just playing in that game afterwards, you could just feel it like that game and the rest of the season, man. We're just playing for, you know, Sean.
2: You know, there's, there's probably certain, you know, brothers that you've played with. Um, but when we talk to former players, everybody has the same type of mentality when they're talking about Sean. So it just it resonates how much Sean Taylor meant to each and every one of the you know his brothers that he played with you know so it's kind of it's kind of surreal to hear you saying the same thing that santana would say or you know whoever else that we talk to you know brings up the same situation with sean um you know going back to, to um you know there were some there were some good games there were some great games um what is what is one of your favorite games that you got to play in um at the university of miami
3: man there's so many man <laughs> that's the tough one um how about that? You know, Clemson? just funny wise, it was really. Clemson game was nice because I got to go home, made a lot of big <laughs> plays, and actually I think the game was sort of tight. Um, crowd was rocking. They they had a nice stadium back then, also. But you know, we came back and we won that game. Got a couple uh illegal hits out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: yeah,
3: I did get ejected. I didn't get ejected for, but uh, it was a great game, and I can remember like a really funny game. A weird game it was like, you know, back in the Big East days, so we went out to West Virginia, uh, really foggy, like misty day, and we just like went off. Um, I don't even know what the final score was, but we, we laid a whooping on them, but uh, I can remember at the end of the game. <laughs> Oh man, just seeing this little kid because they like really are diehard for the mountaineers out there, like seriously, seriously. And I could just see this little girl standing outside the bus. She flipped us off and she's just <laughs> steady there crying and whatnot. And I was like, man, <laughs> come on, man. You got the Sweet, little man. girl flipping us off. So that, that, <laughs> that was that's pretty cool. Who's uh
2: who's one of your favorite teammates? Like, you know, obviously in college, who, who's who did you kick it with? I mean, obviously, like, and I'll get into that in a couple of minutes. But who was one one of the guys that you always kicked it with, no matter what? Who was your boy over at UM?
3: Oh, Birdman, Javon, Nate,
2: Nate boy. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, we are, yes yeah, sir. We always get in when I go back, and uh, just been a really good friend. Uh, he was another local guy. So, you know, whenever we had breaks so over the summertime I was like, Amy, hey, you want to go to my house? They'd go over to their house, family feed me, whatnot, just hang out, show me some of those back in Miami ropes a little bit too. So that, that was really cool. How was
2: how was it training with Swayze compared to going into the league and then training with those guys? Because we always heard about like the Swayze way. Um, what was different between Swayze when then when you got into the league?
3: Man, Swayze still gave me nightmares, man, I can, I can, the way, you know, I think I'm fit and I can try to go out there and, you know, uh, work out or whatnot, but that Swayze still in me. So I'm like, I'm pushing to everything and I'm trying to do, you know, everything as fast as I can, as hard as I can. I'm like, man, I need to slow down. I'm getting kind of old now, but that's just Swayze, man. It, it just, it lives with you. Like the, the type of work ethic that you learned out there, there with everybody. I mean, from the punishments to, you know, being late and seeing other people late and get chewed out. Like that that was cool, man. He was really a big father figure for everybody and really straightened some dudes out and to see them where they came in and where they left at and how they matured throughout the whole process. It's just, it's amazing, man. So, you know, that Swayze work ethic is well alive inside of me.
5: That's awesome. So, hey, Rock, man. Obviously, when you were uh, you were with the Redskins for a while, man. I mean, you guys were loaded with Canes players. What was that uh, that that NFL fraternity or that that you know NFLU fraternity like there in Washington, man? Did you guys uh, you guys let it be known to everybody else in the locker room who ran stuff?
3: Oh man, it's crazy because like you know we had me, Sean, CP, Santana, and then I see Brock, and then I see. <laughs> I don't know. Did Phil come through there? I seen Jamal come through there. Like, we had a lot of dudes that came through there. I was like, dang man, what's going on? And then, man, we was just out there just having fun, man. And And again, it was, I mean, even when we were playing against other UM dudes, it was like, hey, man, we're going to go out to eat before out there and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, we got a chance to hang out. I remember one time, uh, Arizona came through, so it was you know EJ Calais back when he was a young boy Entra. and we just all <laughs> hanging. Yeah, Antra, we were all hanging out because, you know, obviously they in Arizona, so they had to spend a couple more days on the East Coast. So, um, yeah, man, we got to chop it up a little bit. Uh, we did win the game, so that's another <laughs> plus. Yes, sir. Um, I, I, I do remember that game, that game. Uh, back then, uh, Arizona was running a two-back set. Of course, they had to get EJ to rock a little bit. and. I don't know if it was a lead on the other opposite side, but it just so happened that the other linebacker took on the fullback and then it was just me and EJ. Boy, that thing hurt me. <laughs> More than it hurt EJ. Man, that, that boy, that boy is solid.
2: Yeah. I'm telling you, man, you know, this past week, we, uh, Miami had their annual spring game, you know, um, kind of, you know, wasn't really open to the public thing like that. So, I, I was able to go, I, I was able to, you know, get some tickets to go. And I ran into Willie Williams and man, does he still look like T good on the show a couple weeks ago, man. And like, you know, those guys <laughs> that you had, like, you know, you T good, you know, Beason, Willie Williams, like, dude, like we don't have linebackers like that anymore. <laughs> like, what is the problem?
3: I I actually because the game is televised right on yeah. ESPN. You talking about Springer? Yeah, so I, I did get to you know turn it on a little bit, so I got to check them out a little bit, and that's one of the things I noticed, right? So like we got the D line. I mean a lot of those dudes, they are about to go make some big cheese right now. Uh, we got uh, the back end. I saw some boys dumping, but I'm like, hey man, where the LBs at? How we represent? And I I don't think I saw a lot, so I'm. I'm hoping one of those young guys can step it up um, and just start to make some plays, man, because that's where, you know, we're going to win on the defense is those guys in the middle. Yep.
2: Man, that's crazy. Bird, you back there? Okay. Um, yeah, something happened, man. I think I had a I had a power failure real quick, man. Like All my, my lights and stuff went out. I'm like, whoa, where'd everybody go?
4: Oh, <laughs> we couldn't even oh. tell them over here.
2: Bro, like it's that's what happens when you live out in Everglades, <laughs> man. You never know what you're gonna get out here, man. You know, it's <laughs> weird the dirty dirt. I didn't even hear what he was gonna talk about, like T Good and Willie and all them guys, man. What I miss?
3: <laughs> oh. oh man, T Big Woody, yeah. I, I definitely got to go catch up and see him. I think I follow him on the gram or whatnot, but yeah, I got to catch up with him. His nickname Pirate. So. Yeah, he's doing well. Man. He, he's Pirate.
2: doing. Uh, yeah, he he's doing real well. So, so, Rocky, Um, I want to hit you with some rapid-fire questions, man. You know, just something that we like to do from time to time, try to get some personal information out of you. Um, you know, we got about two minutes left before, you know, we, we go to break or whatever. But uh, So I'm going to hit you with some rapid-fire, nothing hard, you know, just a couple questions. So when you're ready, I'm going to ask you a few questions. You ready? Uh, right, here we go. Let's go. First one. 52 or 50?
3: Oh, man, five. Five uh, two is a murder, man. I, I I'll take him.
2: <laughs> oh, you go five two? Okay, okay. Um it's not kind of
3: an
2: easy question. Jordan or LeBron's. Like what do you wear?
3: Uh I got the Jays, man. Story okay. behind that. We had Jason Taylor. Uh he, he was Jordan brand when he came up with us and was giving us photos of to Jordans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um <laughs> So I'm not going to mention the Washington football team, but the Rams or the Lions. Yep. Who who you like? Yeah, the Rams.
3: I'm going with the Rams. The
2: Rams or the Lions. Yes, sir.
3: I like the Rams. Rams.
2: The Rams. Okay. Steak or ribs? I've
3: been killing <laughs> some steaks, baby <laughs> The, the, the steak and steaks, man i can't i can't turn that down
2: <laughs> all <laughs> right so i know you're from gaffney you know you over there you know close to uh to georgia you know so peaches or plums
3: oh we peaches all the way there
2: oh bro you already know man like <laughs> yeah i'm just saying that you already know peaches are where it's at man so um bird you want to you want to fire a rapid at him or no
5: Oh, you gotta throw me on the spot. All right, um, cookies or brownies? I'm pulling them out of here. <laughs> here.
3: Oh no, 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 no. I, I, I think I made my daughter pop a cake just randomly. Just it should be done. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, cookies, definitely. All right, all
2: right. Well, shoot, man. Like, Rocky, man, I know, I know you, you're you busy up there. You got a lot of things going on, you know, your wife, your kids, man, and uh, we appreciate you jumping on here with the Can Gang for us. Uh, you know, listen, next time you come down, man, make sure we link up again and uh, maybe we'll go out to dinner, do something, man, but we appreciate you jumping on with us, and we don't want to take too much more of your time, man. So, listen, man, my boy Rocky McIntosh joining the Can Gang show. We appreciate you guys. Rocky, always a pleasure, man.
3: Yes, sir. I see you in them tailgates,
2: Oh, no, you already it. know man.
6: <laughs> <laughs> five, 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 listen, you take it easy, man, and we'll chop <laughs> up later on. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lua. Yo, Sway Calloway. This
1: is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam
7: Radio.
3: Radio.
1: Serious XM, yeah.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Good morning, amigo.
8: Hey, man. It, look, if they pick up Tua Nigamanu Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't matter. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigamanu Alapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigamanu Alapola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. See? That sounds much better that way.
9: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
10: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
1: Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva
10: otra la caballota, la reina y güey, un saludo a mi
4: gente
0: de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
10: Man,
2: all right, we're back here on the Kane Gang radio show Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. Just chopped it up with uh, my boy, Rocky McIntosh, uh, number 50 at UM, number 52 for the Washington football team. Also played for the St. Louis Rams and Detroit Lions. You know, Bird, man, he was one of the most like, laid-back and humblest guys. You know, even to this day, when he comes back down to Miami, uh, whether it's for a game or whether it's on vacation whatever, man, we always try to link up. And just a great dude, man. And, you know, that that's what it's about as a fan is being able to – um resonate and be able to have these long-lasting relationships. I mean obviously again he graduated you know oh five oh six um and here it is 20 you know 2021 15 years later and we're still chopping it up you know what I mean yeah. so it's crazy dude like literally it's crazy you know no yo, he's
5: he's laid back but he was a straight killer on the field man
2: bro I'm <laughs> telling you, I see my boy oh, my boy my boy uh my boys up there yo t what's good what's good man let's go <laughs> I saw my boy over there. He was doing big things today. He um, he was on, uh, I think he was on like uh, Caneville or Footballville or something on the day. He was, uh, he was chopping it up, man. So good stuff out there, man. We always like to represent and, and help everybody do what they're doing. And, uh, man, definitely doing a good thing, man. So anyway, there's a lot to talk about. You know, we were talking about uh, off of air. We were talking about the spring game. So, Bert, if you want to dial in a little bit um, – obviously there's a lot of talk about Jake Garcia and a lot of talk about TVD, right? Obviously yeah. I think two quarterbacks that are at this point, I think mature enough really just to, to step right in, whether or not we have King or not. Obviously I would love to have Derek King, you know, starting against Alabama, but moving past that game, um, from what I saw in the spring, the spring game, like I think both of those guys have the goods, man. And you know, I've been a TVD guy since man, you already know, like I've been broadcasting it on the show because mm-hmm. I just feel like stature-wise, composure-wise, being in the system, um, uh, I think that gives him the upper edge on Garcia at, at this point. But I do think that either one of them can literally take the helm and run with it.
5: Well, it's a good problem to have, man, <laughs> that we're having these debates and, you know, we got these guys lighting it up. And, you know, when we, when we saw, you know, De'Aaron go down, um, you know, we knew that, that he's not going to be here until at minimum uh, fall ball you know we, this is what we wanted was we wanted a, a competition between these guys and these guys to push each other and make each other better you know i'm still you know thinking uh thinking <laughs> tvd's the backup and, and jake's number 3 uh but uh look i'm confident if either one of those guys have to see the field uh confident and excited uh to see both of them get in if you know at some point of the season you're going to see you know probably both of them play and have some action <laughs> that central that central connecticut uh, state game man you know <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing about that, right? Because I don't think it matters at, at any point whether or not it's Central Connecticut because once you get past Alabama, you know you roll right into Michigan State, you, know, you have Central Connecticut, you have Virginia, you have a bye week, then all of a sudden um, you got Carolina. So I think at this point in time, what you need to do is focus on Alabama, take it one game at a time. Whatever happens, happens. We've talked about this before. You go into Atlanta, you play the game as a competitive game, not a blowout game because, again – Last three games we played last year, the three games that we lost, we got blown out in, right? So you make this a competitive game, and then your season really starts after that. You know, again, even the Michigan State game is not really a conference game. So, But, again, you want to be competitive against Alabama, if not beat Alabama, and then literally I think the schedule is so favorable for you that you literally could run the table. Well,
5: our home schedule, there's no reason that we should not go undefeated uh, at home this year, right? There's really – not anybody that I think poses a, a major threat to us other than maybe Virginia tech, but they're always so wishy-washy that
4: right.
5: who knows what they're going to look like. Right. So, yeah, I mean, look, you go in there, as long as you put up a, a good fight against Alabama, I'm okay with that. Right. You know, for any of us to sit there and think that we're on Alabama's level, you know, we're not, nobody is right. They are the clear cut, uh, you know, the gold standard program, Correct. Right and, Correct. you know, so if we go in and we, we throw a respectable effort down and we come in and we play hard and we play smart and, you know, guys give it their all. And, you know, um we see that we see that good effort and, and you know, respectable, uh, respectable play. I'm good with that. Right. Because, look, you can you can lose that game to Alabama, provided it's in and, in, in, you know, in respectable fashion and run the table and still make the playoff. Right. So a loss doesn't. You know, it's not going to no, be Well, loss doesn't <laughs>
2: take you out of the equation, but I think you can have that mentality where if you do get beat by Alabama, what is the after effect? You know, again, a couple of years ago, we, we went to Orlando, we played Florida, played them super competitive, feeling like we should have won that game, and then came back the following week up in North Carolina and crapped the bed. So you can't have that same type of mentality going into the Michigan State game after you you know come back from the Alabama game. You have to be able to, you know, withstand the Alabama game, and then move forward. So talking of going back to the spring game, what I'd like to see is this, um, our receivers, right? So, again, you you literally have clear-cut Rambo and Harley. I think those are solidified number one and two, right? It's who who emerges as number three at this point that I'm looking for. Now, I saw Wiggins. I saw Pope. Now, people want to talk about the, the drop by Wiggins and a clear-cut like review. That is a catch down, you know, so I don't count that one. The one that Pope was stricken down the sideline the TVD hit him in stride, literally went through his hands. They have to get corrected. They have to do a better job securing the ball. But the young guys is who I like. Like the Keyshawn Smiths, you know, um, again, 88 was out there, the, the Juco transfer. Dr. Johnson,
5: bro. man. He, last chance, Johnson,
2: bro. Like, listen, man, like those guys were balling, man. Yeah. So when you, when you look at some of the younger guys, at what point do you take the upperclassmen and say, you know what, we know what we've gotten from you for the last three to four years. We're gonna go with the young guys. So, Bert, tell me what you think about that. Well,
5: you know, we were we were talking earlier today, and uh, you know, and I told you it's a gut feeling, and I don't have anything to base this on, right? But I will be surprised if Mark Pope's on the on our roster come the first game of the year, man. Um, you know, he didn't do himself any favors in in spring and in the spring game and whatnot. Um, you know, like I said, man, I, I would be very surprised if he's uh, if he's he's on that roster. And look, you know. I will never I'll never bash one of these kids or anything. You know, I, I just I hope he finds the right situation for him because here, like you know, there's just been way too many drops the whole time through it, man. And uh it's gotta get corrected. And um, you know, look, I was in his corner to be one of the starting wide receivers this uh this season coming up, but uh you know, like we said, it has not done himself any favors. You've got to be able to to catch the ball and uh and he's not doing that, you know. Wiggins, on the other hand, you know, while Wiggins has the same, you know, the same drop problems. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I mean, he's, he loves Miami. He's a Dade County guy. I can't, I can't imagine that he runs on out of here, but uh, you know, it's really good just to see the the pressure that that entire wide receiver room is, is, you know, putting on and uh, you know, like the Dante Johnson story. I mean, that is, that is a great story that I would love to just see, you know, keep going. I think he's, he's got a major uphill battle to see in you know, significant playing time, but uh,
2: yeah. But what he, I saw out there, it's like, how do you not keep him? You always? not put him out there, right? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you look at someone, Deontay Johnson. I'm taking him over a Pope or a Wiggins. Yeah. And again, and mind, you you don't have the Romello Brinsons, you don't have the Jacoby George, you don't have um, the Bashard Smiths on on campus yet. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. When the University of Miami has a, a full plethora of players, again, we could talk about James Williams, Leonard Taylor, some of the other guys that still haven't came on campus yet, but that offense is going to be so explosive. The only thing that concerns me about our offense, again, Mallory has showed tremendous upside moving forward, but what does he do now as the you know tight end one, and then who backs him up? Obviously, Larry Hodges had some issues. You know, I don't know how that's going to play out with the team. But, you know, you have a high-profile tight end coming in and Elijah Arroyo, does that benefit? So you're running, you're running Mallory and Arroyo. And, again, some of the guys that played in the spring game, they looked pretty good too. You know, the tight ends that were out there as well. So, you know, I think the offense should be very, very well moving forward. O-line to me looks looks solid. Again, they're playing against Miami's defensive line, so I'm not really saying that we're bad at D-line. But the offensive line actually looked really good. And, and – Having the depth, the Isaiah Walkers, the Jalen Rivers, the Jared Williams, you know, like we're finally starting to get that depth. We have Ryan Rodriguez, you know, you have baby Seymour. So you're finally starting to see the University of Miami be able to build depth. And that's what we're going to need moving forward. Um, Bert, talk to me about the O-line.
5: Well, I want to give one more real quick comment on on the Dante Johnson situation, too, and something else that and I didn't – you know, I was actually at a tailgate. Shout out to the Metro Rail boys. Of course, you came by and and, uh, and hung out with us there for a little bit too. JD, the boss, Jesse, all those guys, always throwing a great, uh, great time out there, right? But um, you know, from what I have seen uh, on the tape, I saw Dante Johnson blocking too. Which I mean, you look at a guy you know who had a great NFL co- career like a Heinz Ward, who made a career out of you know being an amazing blocker. Um, you know, <laughs> that's that goes large, right? So. You know, if Johnson's doing stuff to put his way onto the field, so be it. Um, offensive line, you know, like you said, um, you know, it's the best I've seen the offensive line in a spring game in probably five years, maybe. I mean, I'd, I'd have to really like look back. Um, uh, but you know, they they looked pretty good, right? I think we got a lot of guys on there. I think we've got a lot of experience out there. Um, I think Jalen Rivers is playing himself into being a uh being a starter probably at one of the guard spots. So, um you know, I know, uh, I know. Garen Justice has been really high on him, but I'll tell you one thing, man. Hey, I don't What's know up? if you saw. I looked at a. I looked at some articles off FSU spring game. I didn't get to watch that either. <laughs> and we know their D line is not, not world killers by any stretch. Dude, their D line had thirteen sacks in their spring game against that offensive line.
2: You know that F- that FSU spring game. I watched that, bro, and I was not I was in just like. I was in tears laughing at, like, you can't be serious. Their O line looks so putrid. But then I turned around and after the Miami spring game, I watched the Alabama spring game. Again, <laughs> we've talked about this before. Like, their Alabama secondary did not look that good. Um, D line looked okay. But again, it's still early. It's still Alabama. Saban's going to have them ready. So I'm not really worried about that. We just have to be focused on what we need to do. We need to know who's going to be QB one, you know, come fall. If, if King is at 60% come August 1st, then you literally got to roll with the TVD with Garcia, give him all the reps. This oh. reminds me of, like, Ryan Williams and uh, Brad Kaya. When Ryan Williams, I thought, was ready to go week one, but they ended up starting Kaya against Louisville. Ended up, you know, he's throwing the, the ball in the dirt. You know, they scoop it up, they score, we lose that game. You know, like, so, but, you know, you, you, you get what you get, right? So, at the end of the day, it's one of those things, what are you going to do? But if King's at 60%, I don't think you play him.
5: Bro, I think Kings at sixty percent right now, man.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, look, I mean, look,
5: this guy is walking around without a brace. I mean, he's-
2: the key word you said he's walking around without a brace. I want to know is he able to cut right now? Because I no. mean, you only talking no, about look, he's only four months removed from surgery, bro. Yeah. I had my ACL torn. I know I had that surgery. I know what it's like. At some point, you have to be careful on that leg you do not want to jeopardize his career moving forward and if that means he sits out week one week two week three week four and then maybe come in against carolina in week five then i would be like you know what okay so be it you take your chances at what you have let me ask you this with Derek king at quarterback is he a look to run first or a or a look to pass first type quarterback (sighs) ah That's, that's, TV. Tough,
5: that's tough. I mean, we know, we know from when we talk to him that, you know, that that he'd much rather throw a uh, throw a passing touchdown uh than he would run it in, right? So Correct. I'm knowing that about him and having heard yeah. him say that to us, you know, I, I would say you know, he's probably a passing first guy.
2: Well, and that's what I'm getting at because you're gonna need him to do two things, right? You're gonna need him to throw the ball, you're gonna need the O line to protect him. Again, you're coming off of that knee surgery. Do you want him scrambling as much as he potentially could be, or do you want him just to drop back and throw the ball?
5: It's it's tough, man. You know, I mean, hold look, on, real quick.
2: Good. I got to give a quick shout out one time for the Borgalis family who's joining my live. Hey. <laughs> always, gotta, always gotta always gotta like you know represent them when they, when they come on the live.
4: So I go see. ahead, Bert.
2: So again, do you want King to be able to be in the pocket, or do you want him to be able to be mobile against Alabama if he's ready to go?
5: Well, I think he's got. I think he's got to be able to be mobile, right? I mean, you're you don't and go against the point. best program in the country. Yeah, too, but, but to a point.
4: Yeah, you I don't mean, I hope he doesn't have to. Yeah.
5: I hope he doesn't have to run out there and uh, you know and, and be running for his life out there. Yeah. But I mean, you are going against the number one program in the uh, in the country, <laughs> so.
2: But you know, I don't want to end up like another like uh, DeAndre Francois, who again Alabama was beating Florida State a few years ago, like three minutes to go in the fourth quarter why he's still in there they're down 24 yeah. points or something and then he blows his knee out right so that's what i'm looking at is miami going to be precautious as far as when he's going to be ready to play so i would just say this if if he's at 65 i'll throw a higher number if he's at 65 70 come fall camp do you roll with three king or do you start do you literally go tvd or garcia moving forward for game one
5: yeah, I roll with them, man. I roll with them. If, if he's comfortable and the doctors are comfortable, I roll with them. Because one thing that that we know about this school and this program, they are always going to err on the side of, of the player's safety, right? Um right. You know, we've seen that with, with, with situations like with the Malik Young thing, right? Um, you know, with Avante being held out, with uh, – with Mod Richards, like, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to do the varsity blues and, you know, stick a shot in them and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and tell them no, get back out there. Right. So look, if, 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 if DC, I mean, look at, to me, it's, it's, it's all on Derek. If he's comfortable, he feels right. He knows his body better than anybody else. Um, if he feels comfortable, then the medical staff says, you know, look, this guy's, this guy's good to go. Um, then I'm with it. But if for some reason his health is in question or, you know, yeah. there's a risk and of him reactivating he's, him.
2: He's going to be the only one that's going to know whether or not medical staff is going to do what they're going to do. They're yeah. going to test them. They're going to run them. They're going to cut them. They're going to do everything they're supposed to do to get him potentially ready to play, you know, come fall camp. But he should know his body. If he feels something in that leg, he feels something in that knee, and he knows. And I think he's smart enough to know that, hey, I'm not 100%. I'm not 90%. I'm not 80%. Hey, coach. Hold me back for a week or two. There's no, there's no reason to risk getting hurt and then losing potentially your whole last season and potential future. You know, yeah. moving forward. Yeah,
5: and then look, seeing one of the young guys get out there and, and and sling it, right? I mean, I'm for it, man. Look, you know, you and I are going to be in those stands in Atlanta, no matter what, bro. Bro,
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll be live in Atlanta. Listen, <laughs> we're going to roll up to the A on Friday. We're going to chill with with Melvin Bratton. You know, we're going to link up. We're going to do some stuff out there. Get ready for that game on Saturday. And listen, man, win or lose, man, I'm going to rep that orange and green regardless. But you know what? Them boys need to know that, like the boys from the 954, the 305, the West End zone, we're coming up there. We're going to support them. I don't know where we're sitting at, but we're going to be up there supporting them somewhere. I don't care if I'm like the last row, and and that I'm not literally going to be in the last row, but I'm going to be up there supporting these dudes. You Know representing them, you know, and moving forward. So, Bird, real quick, I man, I know we got to catch a break, yep. so let's go do this. You guys are listening to Kangang radio show here on Sirius XM, channel 145. Um, again, if you can't catch us on Sirius XM, you can catch us on Spotify, just look for uh, Slam Radio, look for Kang Gang, and uh, we'll be good to go. So, Bird, we'll uh, be back in a minute, and uh, so all you guys listening, peace. Hey, look
3: what
0: I found a radio, radio, this. Is Series XM 145 Slam Radio.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together.
11: But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
9: Good morning, Amigo. Good morning, amigo, weekdays 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
0: 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's
12: journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs, and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
7: produced at U.S. taxpayer expense
6: I'm constantly failing guys I'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From
11: Enrique Santos, one Latino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: all right everybody we're back here quick break for the sponsors and uh we're ready to go so there was a lot of things that were going on as far as the spring game everybody's eyes obviously were focused on the quarterbacks i was kind of watching receivers i was kind of watching running backs because that's what i like to do i like to see again who's making plays o-line looks solid receivers were suspect you know up to a point Um, but what I really like to do is i like to watch that defense. I wanted to see how the defensive line was going to look. Obviously you're losing Jalen Phillips. You're losing Quincy Roche, uh, Rousseau opted out. So what happens is now you got filling guys who, again, if they can give me 60% and I'm using this number kind of loosely, if they can give me a 60% production of what Quincy and what Jalen gave me, I'm going to be really, really happy moving forward. Again, you have guys who are unproven. You have DeAndre Johnson coming from Tennessee I don't know exactly what he can do. Like you played in the SEC, but that doesn't mean anything. You just played in the SEC. I want to see like legitimate ballers. Again, Zach McLeod, I thought had a tremendous spring game. Like he literally got up the field, was right there. If there's live contact on the quarterbacks, I think our quarterbacks would have got destroyed. Elijah Arroyo, uh, Elijah Roberts was all over the backfield when he was in there, bro. Like You're he right. literally could have crushed the quarterbacks. So, so again, a lot of we, people we gotta we gotta give another shout out too
5: to George and Shonda Roberts. And oh, I love it. Hey, every time they put a highlight up, you know, and I love it.
2: Miss Shonda oh, always puts up. Hide, hide your quarterback.
5: You no, know, she was Bro. all over it. She said, "Hide your quarterback. Hide your receiver. Hide your <laughs> O line. Hide them all."
2: <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, like, so these are the type of things that I want to see moving forward. Is how is our D line going to progress, right? Because at the end of the day, without a solid D line, and I'm talking about across the board between tackles and ends. You need those guys to be able to take on the guards, take on the center, take on double teams, and allow your linebackers to know the free reign to roam. Corey Flagg, I think, is going to be a special player at the University of Miami. Um, I think he has the goods. I think he has the motor. Um, no disrespect to Wayman uh, Wayman Steve, Bradley Jennings. Um, but, again, I think it's time for the younger guys to kind of step up. Um, Tyreek Austin Cave, I think, could be phenomenal. The D-line who I'm really interested in seeing is like Harrison Hunt. I want to see what he can do coming off the ball, can wreak havoc. You put him next to Ford, next to Nesta, and I think what happens is, you know, it creates havoc. I don't care if you put three tackles down in the box, and then you put, you know, you're running a five-man front. I don't care what you have to do. You have to allow your linebackers free reign, and then what that does, that allows your secondary to move up too. Moving Carter to Striker, I think is the most beneficial thing that I've seen Manny Diaz do because Carter really isn't suitable to be playing out there um, at safety. Now, is- he's not.
5: That man's been a striker his whole career and he's been playing safety.
2: <laughs> All right, hold on. So, Bert, I got so someone says on my live, they want to ask two questions. Yo, Sean, give me the two questions. Number one, he says, Do you think Nesta will have a monster year? So, Bert, I'm gonna ask you this. This is from Sean. Do you think Nesta will have a monster year? And two, um, do we need a, a portal linebacker ASAP?
5: Uh, yes, and yes. <laughs> you know, here's the deal: you know, Nesta, um, he's he's shown flashes of it, right? He's got the attitude. Uh, you know, I think he puts it all together this year and uh, has a special year for us, right? He's kind of the, the heart and soul and energetic leader. Uh, and then, you know, the, the transfer uh, linebacker, you know, there's a lot going on with uh, Jawan Mitchell from Texas cool. right now. The guys the guys mentioned us uh, a lot as well. I mean, this is a guy who's got over 100 tackles for his career. Uh, I think he's got three sacks, a fumble recovery, uh, a few passes defended. Um, so this guy's a big time player who was, I think he was Texas's leading tackler last year. So, um, you know, look, I'm I'm all for this guy bringing in a veteran linebacker to go in there. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge, huge Corey Flag fan. I mean, that's who I was, you know, looking, to, you know, was really watching for in the spring game. Um, yeah. You know, I think he's going to be special here. Uh, but, you know, look, he's still in the process of developing. So if a Jawan Mitchell can come in and, you know, show. Maybe he can be a mentor
2: or a tutor. You know Absolutely. what I mean? As far as, listen, there's nothing wrong with having senior leadership and being able to teach the younger guys. But yeah. you want to teach the guys with the right way, right? You, want to, you have mm-hmm. to have the right mentality. You have to have the right attitude. And I think a lot of the players need to m- maintain this type of attitude um as far as, Getting back to the old Kane-type mentality, and Melvin Bratton said it best, man. Like, either you want to or you don't want to. You know I used to always enjoy watching, you know, the older games, and like Melvin brought up, when they were on defense, the whole offensive team was out there on the sideline watching the defense, cheering the defense on. So vice versa, when the offense was on the field, the defense was up there. Now, again, I know you got to go through your checks, you know, you want to make some, you know, adjustments with your coordinators and things like that, but man, they need to be up there supporting the offense, and the offense needs to be out there supporting the defense. You know, you know who really impressed me, who who I thought like actually had a really good spring game was Cam Kitchens. You know, you look at the secondary, someone like Cam Kitchens, Avante Williams, you know, obviously Bubba was out. Gerben Hall really, I think, needs to turn that page and literally just have a breakout performance. It's been long enough to where I feel he actually has to step up. Um, So someone has a great question here. Um, Who will have a better year, Keontre Smith or Sam Brooks? So I was actually going to talk about this in a minute. I think moving Keontre from striker to linebacker was a beast move. The kid has the instincts. He's got the speed. He can definitely yeah. run. I don't know what's going to happen with Sam. I I feel like Sam is kind of one of those, I don't want to say like lost pieces right now, but man, he needs to, he just needs to stay healthy and be able to play. But Brooks is definitely a baller when he's on the field, yeah. you know? So, and it's a good, again, I, like you said earlier, it's definitely a good problem to have when you have the depth that you're having now. Now moving Keontre to linebacker with flag, if you can get this portal, you know, transfer guy coming in, Sam Brooks, Tyreek, Austin cave, you have, you know, Bradley Jennings, Wayman Steed. So now you've got depth, at linebacker. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, But again, I think those two players are going to be interchangeable between Keontre and Sam. um, But that's definitely a good thing to have. As far as the secondary goes, like to me, like Takori wasn't on the field on the spring game, but to me, I think I think Tyreek Stevenson and and to Corey Couch are your two corners, unfortunately starting right now. I think Al Blades should get that that start. Um, I just don't know how he's going to transition if he's going to put the weight back on. You know how's he doing like health wise things like that. If Al Blades is healthy, I think you go Al Blades and Tyreek Stevenson. I think Takori yeah. really should be playing the nickel or the dime. Um, and again, DJ maybe comes as your third, you know, corner, you know, per se. Um, but that's going to be a, definitely an interesting thing to see what DVD and T Rob, you know, how they handle, you know, that situation. What's your take on the on the on the corners, Bert?
5: Yeah, no. So I, I totally agree with that. I mean, with the, you know, I've always been a big Blades fan. Uh, I think Stevenson's clear-cut number one guy, though. Um, to Corey Couch, I mean, that's your that's your nickel guy. I mean, he's your prototypical nickel back, just like uh, you know, just like Bandy was when he was here, right? I think they're a lot of the same player, except except I would I would argue that that Couch's uh, skills of defending the ball are probably better than Bandy. I mean. Every time you look at somebody throwing on couch, he's always between the receiver and the ball, and he always gets his hand up. He always turns his head, does you know basic things that he needs to do as a uh, as a cornerback out there. Uh, you know, one guy that I do like that I don't think it's a lot of credit, but he always kind of has been coming up anytime he's getting an opportunity is Marcus Clark. Correct. I'm, really interested, I'm interested to Even see. Even Isaiah Dunson.
2: I mean, Clark, Dunson. Like, yeah. Uh, so so again, so let me ask you this, Bird. Let me let me ask you this. If you were to have to name your starting secondary today, with with who's coming in, who's there? Do you want me to go first and I'll name my, I'll name my my four secondary? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So if this is me, this is just me. I'm not a coach. Don't know anything going on. I'm going Bubba, James Williams, Stevenson, and Blades. That would be my starting secondary against Alabama.
5: So, so to me, I mean, look, I'm I'm as big a James Williams fan as anybody, but I mean, you know, we got to see what he gets in here and, and does. In my opinion, man, you know. So like let, me, let
2: me ask you this: oh, give me your give me your four, and then I, then I'll I'll, I'll uh, rebuttal it.
5: So all right, so I mean, I you know, I, like I just said on the on the on the, the corners, right? I got uh, Stevenson and Blades, yeah. Uh, couch playing the nickel, you yep. know, Bubba's obviously uh, the mm-hmm. starting, you know, one of the starting safeties. And you know, as much as I'm eating my words on Avante Williams, you know, because I thought the kid would never play here. You know, uh, everything that you're hearing out of camp is that this kid's balling. So, look, uh, you know, if uh, if it's if it's Avante and he's out there winning it, uh, I'm all uh, I'm all for it. But uh, huge James Williams fan. I think he's got a, a ridiculously bright future here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got to see him get in, and you know, if he comes in and has a huge fall, and he's making plays and he's making highlights you know, look, I got no problem with the true freshman being back there.
2: I mean, again, you can almost and, – and I hate to even put this in the same sentence, but he's, he can end up having the same frame as 2-6. And, I mean, and that's saying a lot, right? But how do you keep somebody like that – I mean, you're talking about the number one overall safety in the country, five-star recruit. How, and, again, we haven't even talked about Leonard Taylor. But how do you literally – who was the number three overall player in the country? Like – to me, I, 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 I've I seen what I've seen from Gervin, right? I've seen that. And I'm not taking anything away from Avante, but I don't think Avante has a skill set as like a James Williams. So to me, oh, yeah. if, if I know that what I can potentially get out of James Williams over someone who I've already seen in Gervin for the last couple, and again, no disrespect to Gervin, I might just go with the younger guy and go Bubba, James, Blades, and Stevenson with to as my nickel.
5: So so here's my thing with James, right? And and like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm enamored with the kid. His tape is unreal, right? The one thing, man, is that he really bounced around from a lot of programs. And I think when he was at Western, like, you know, he, he just wasn't able to be in a program for a long time that really focused on his physical development. Yeah. And the kid's really skinny right now. Like, that's the one thing when you look at
2: him, right? So Okay, but if he comes in – let me ask you this, Bert. If he comes in at 185,
5: 190. I mean, what is he? He's probably – one sixty five, one seventy, right now, right?
2: I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, I mean, it might it's, be one seventy five. He just, he
5: just looks really skinny, and I mean, but, but you know, again, you're, you're looking
2: pretty. at, yeah, and you're looking at it from like a TV perspective as well. You're not yeah. really getting the full angles on what he's weighing, right? Yeah. Um, but I think if that kid can can literally get up to about one eighty five, one ninety, you know, come come opening yeah. game, you know, he's gonna get on the field, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of again. I'm just I'm just playing hypothetical on what sure. I'd like to see because to me, if I the going back to the same thing with Wiggins and Pope, I know what I'm getting out of them for the next you know for the last three four years. Why not go with the the Michael Reddings, the Keyshawn Smiths, the Dante Johns, you know all these guys who like the ceiling again. You know about you know X Romillo. Like gosh, there's so much talent coming in. Like it, it's yeah. going to be crazy to see all this, and finally, it makes you excited to be a University of Miami fan again.
5: Yeah, it really, it really does, man. I mean, look, this recruiting class, and I've said this 100 times, man, this recruiting class is the first time that I can ever remember that I'm like seeing guys that I'm like, that I'm really excited about that are like true Miami guys, right? I mean, almost the whole class has connections to Florida, I think, other than Thomas Davis, yeah, Um, you know.
2: But I see those guys. I see guys like Troutman, Davis. You know, I see them kind of redshirting. You know, kind of getting some, maybe getting their four games in, things like that. Someone actually brought up a good point on the live. Someone says Avante is a hawk. Williams is a monster, right? So I think that's a that's a, that's a great statement there. Yeah. Also, no, also somebody just uh, mentioned too, like. Keyshawn Washington bro like you talking about somebody who's a headhunter right now listen I'm all about being a headhunter just don't hurt your own players I mean at some point you got to scale back a little bit and listen I I know you're trying to get burned but you can't do it against your own teammates man he literally tried to take dazzling completely off the radar. (laughs) You know, but
5: that's that kind of goes back. I mean, look, every time we do an interview on the Can Gang Show, man, you know, and we've had some great guests, even in the last couple weeks. Melvin Bratton, you know, just a a little bit ago, right? You know, um, we had Rocky on. You know, those guys always talk about the level of competition in practice. Yeah. So while I agree, like, bro, you can't hurt your your own teammates. Like, I do kind of like to hear some of that some of that dog in there and in in there, and who's,
4: who's like.
5: Click clack, right? Click-clack. Like, <laughs> I, I like that, man. I'm, I'm with it. So yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, as long as nobody gets hurt, right? Uh, you know.
2: Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, you want to, you want to play, you want to play aggressive, you want to play physical, but you have to play under control as well. You know, because again, you don't want the Amara Carter's, you know, targeting, targeting, targeting goals. Again, you got to play smart. You got to play. You know, I don't listen fast and physical. I'm all for it, but play smart. So that question.
5: Question for you. So, you know, I know we're, we're both big fans of the Amari Carter move to striker. Do you think that this helps or hurts him with the targeting calls? Playing I down lower think and thing, I
2: think it, it helps him because, again, you know. now he's not freelancing and looking for the big hit. Because it's a little bit different, like, when you're, like, coming up the middle trying to mm-hmm. take on a running back. Then, you know, you're sitting there at safety waiting for a receiver to come across the middle and you're low on your shoulder. Um, you know, one name that we haven't talked about, that as far as linebackers and I think he gets lost in the equation is, is Avery Huff. Like, I'm just, I'm just curious yeah. on to think about that. Like, like there was, there was someone had mentioned a while, someone had mentioned that he was moving to striker. Like, I don't see that happening. Like, I just, I, I don't see that. I see he's just a standard linebacker.
5: Yeah, but I think, he, seems to, he seems to be in the linebacker depth right now,
2: but uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But he's another name that I thought had a lot of potential and I just don't understand why he can't get on the field more. Um, so that that should be an interesting thing. Uh, I got a question: Running back uh, going to be a three-headed monster. Who's going to break out as a number one? So believe it or not, like uh, Cam's a bruiser, right? I, I think Cam is like definitely a bruiser. You know, he he get you know you know what you're getting from Cam, Cheney and Knighton. I think are just they're they're on different levels, um, speed wise. Uh, you know, you watch Rooster on the spring game. I mean, he hit the corner and just took off. Um, and and I love cam. I listen, if you want to run three, three, three different backs by all means, but then you got that Franklin, you have Cody Brown. Like it's, it's going to be interesting to see when they get on campus too, what's going to happen there. So I don't know, man, there's, there's there's definitely going to, uh, you know, be a lot to talk about moving forward into the fall and how they're going to separate each other. You know, again, yeah. Yeah, all it takes is, you know, again, an injury, right? I told people this before. If Frank Gore doesn't blow out his knee, you don't see Willis McGahee probably. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's one of those things where you have to take it. You know, it's a game of football. You have injuries. Things happen. Um, I wish everybody the most success and you know, staying healthy. And, listen, competition to me is the best thing that we can have right now. Depth yeah. of competition I think is is great.
5: To me, so to me it's, it's you know, when we go into that Alabama game, like I want to see it be Rooster because – you need a guy who can hit home runs right and wow. a guy who who has the ability you know once he breaks a couple tackles to be able to get in the open field and just and just run right and you know i i love uh cam's heart right but i just i think you know even if he if he finds that that crease and he gets himself into the open field he can't take off like rooster can i yeah, mean rooster, that's Rooster's gone and it's, and it's six points and an and Andres Borgalis extra point after that, right? So, Andre Borgalis! Shout out to our boy. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, you're talking about surprises and not surprises out of camp, but another guy who was balling was. Uh, yeah, was listen, you,
2: you're not even skipping a beat there. You know, that's literally big brother leads, little brother comes in. So, listen, uh, up against the break, Kang Gang radio show on Sirius XM, channel 145. You got Dirty Bird on one side. You got Deco on this side. Uh, We'll catch you guys uh, on flip. Hey, look what I found. A radio.
0: Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick.
9: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM
11: 145,
0: Slam Radio.
12: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs, and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information, anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
7: produced at U.S. taxpayer expense
6: I'm constantly failing guys I'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From
8: Enrique Santos, 194.9, Latino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: welcome everybody back to another edition of the can gang radio show here it is our second hour you know we're pumping through it's uh been a good first hour been a lot a lot to talk about rocky mcintosh um obviously the spring game um one one thing that I, i really forgot to mention though bird about the spring game was the consistency of our special teams and how good they're gonna look right um you know, we talked about offense. We talked about defense. But when you get into the special teams, it's like, it's like, and I don't want to say big brother, little brother, because I I, don't, I want to have two separate, like, like identities, right? So Jose Borgalis you know, comes in, literally just does us wonders as far as the field goal. Um, Lou Henley's been solid. Clay James, you know, uh, Napper the Snapper, you know. You know <laughs> our, spe- our special teams are definitely doing something special there. But, you know, now you lose Jose, but here comes in Andy, right? So if you watch the spring game, kid's money, man. And yeah. you know, no disrespect to like you know Camden Price or I think there's a couple other kickers on 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 the team as well. But I think if Andy can continue to do what he's doing, he's day one starter.
4: Yeah,
5: yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, look, the one thing about about Andy, right? He has been all cane from the from the get from the jump, man. I mean, you know, how many games did he watch sitting in the stands with us this uh, this past season? Probably three or four. Yeah. You know, where yeah. he sat the set the whole game with us, man. And uh, every time, and like the kid never wavered, right? You know, he said he, he said he was going to go take a look at North Carolina just because he thought you know the campus was good. But he's like, <laughs> but he's like, then when those guys called him out, he's like, man, now I can't wait for him. Becomes so like just rub my commitment in their face.
2: <laughs> oh, bro, I'm telling
5: you.
4: But yeah.
2: see, that's that's what we need more of. We need, yeah. and you you bring up a good point as far as like you know he stuck to his commitment. You know, he honored his commitment. He's loyal to that commitment. You know, that's something that Miami's had a, a rough time with over the last few years is sure. getting is getting early commitments and then getting decommitments, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at the recruiting trail and you look at what's going on right now, it's 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 crazy, you know, like you look at Florida State. Florida State is getting decommits left and right. They just had to decommit from uh, the kid out of Dillard, um, the four-star kid out of Dillard. Um and again, Nijak,
5: like, Nijak Lewis, I think his name is. Kelly. No, Kelly. Nijak N- Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't pronounce his first name, so I apologize <laughs> if he's listening and I butchered it.
2: <laughs> yeah, just say, just say N. Kelly. N. You Kelly. Know, yeah, not, R. Not, Kelly and not, N. Not N. Kelly. Not to be R. Kelly, but N. <laughs> Kelly, right? So, you, you know, And here's my thing with these kids, right? I think these kids always, they, they want to have their time. They want to have their limelight. They want to be in the spotlight. Um, but I'm a really firm believer that don't make a commitment unless you're super, super sure exactly where you want to go. Because at the end of the day, and, and listen, things happen. You might commit. A coach might leave. Something might happen. Family member maybe gets sick. You want to come back to a different location. I completely understand that. But when you get kids who commit to a school, decommit from a school, commit to another school, decommit from that school, like you have to wonder, look, if they finally do decide to sign with you, what's their mentality if they get no burn, get no PT? they're just hitting the portal. Right. And that's something like Andy, you know, again, the kids never wavered kid yeah. has been there, you know, like locked and loaded from, 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 day one, man, you know, he knew where he wanted to go. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see coming up, you know, the, the barbecue on, on June 1st, Ooh. you know, you know, paradise, you know, everything's coming down you. Out, baby. <laughs> bro. It's it's going to be interesting to see what the university of Miami, as far as the football team, what they do to try to sell some of these kids. Now you have some big kids that are actually, you know, coming down, you know, you look at Twitter and, and you look and see, you know, who's all coming down. Like it's, it's, oh, it's a who's who, man. It's a who's who it's an a list. It's an a yeah. list, you know, type, uh, type of, yeah, uh, kids so coming a down. Of,
5: a lot of five-star kids, you know, guys that are committed at other schools. Right. You know, like, uh, like we say about, you know, the Florida state thing, like, you know, I look at them right now, and they're basically doing the same thing that we were doing before, and we were getting burned on just taking anybody who'll commit to you. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll work it out. Hopefully, they stick. If they don't, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, fill, in the them. Yeah, fill, we'll in fill the pieces. Yeah, fill the pieces afterwards. You know, and they're they're gonna get burned with that, man. You know, like like the Sam McCall kids coming out. Uh, you know, to the to the barbecue. Um, you know, I will say one thing though that I'm, I, I, I am, you know, not not to get like too over on a recruit or anything. But uh, that kid Travis Hunter that they have committed. Have you watched any film on that kid,
2: bro? You mean FSU? <laughs> oh, yeah. stud, bro, dude,
5: Damn. that that kid's film. I'm like sitting back and I'm like, man, this kid is this kid's got all the tools, man. He's got yeah. he's got the full uh, he's got the full suitcase of uh, of and what he, he, can play, to be a he can
2: play. He can play. Listen, he can play offense, offense or, defense, or defense, and Bro. he's going
5: to be a superstar. Look, that kid's going to be a first round pick, and he's going to go 500 his whole career.
2: At FSU, oh man, man. You, you know. But you look at the kids that are you know committed to, or not. I don't even word committed, but that are are scheduled to come down to Paradise for the cookout and stuff. Like, there's local kids that I'd like to see. Like, you know, someone like Shamar Stewart, I, I would love to see that kid stay home.
10: Yeah, um, of course. You know,
2: again, you know, I, I'm just saying, right, this yeah. is where Miami has to be able to lock in some of these local kids. You know, the Earl Littles, Jacoby Spells, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. Like, you know, and again, you know, your Brandon Enos is like, this is a time to show them what Miami football is going to be in the next two to three years. And I yeah. think it starts with this season. I think it starts with the very first game. You have to be able to go in there and be competitive and show these guys look, two years ago, we were six and seven. Last year, we were eight and three. This year, we're looking to go 11 and 0, maybe 10 and one. And again, I really listen, in, in the bottom of my heart, like in the bottom of my heart, I feel like even if you lose to Alabama, you run that table. Like, yeah. I, I honestly believe, like schedule-wise and personnel-wise, there's no reason why you don't run that table. And I think with the company, like the, the leadership coming back, with the Kings, the Harleys, the McLeods, you know, people like that, I really feel like this is a team that is going to be focused, and they're going to be driven, and they're going to be ready to go. And who knows? I think they – you and I already talked about this. I think they beat Alabama. And I'm not just saying that with, with, with my heart. I'm saying that with my head too. I'm being realistic. I think they have a good opportunity to go to Atlanta and beat Alabama.
5: Absolutely. Look, I'll never pick us to lose. That's just the kind of, that's just kind of fan I am. Right. Yeah. You know, but I am realistic. I know that this is a monumental challenge that's in front of us of, you know, David versus Goliath. Right. And, uh, but you know, like we've said a hundred times, like, If there's a time to catch Alabama slipping, it's now. And, look, the Bryce Young kid, I'm not taking anything away from him. Um, You know, he's going to be a superstar. He's going to be a name that you hear about nonstop on all the national shows for the next, you know, for the next two to three years, right? Um, You know, but, look, they they can slip, man. They really can. This team's been together.
2: Bird, all it takes is one pop in the mouth to get that kid rattled, you know, and who knows what changed. One pick. You know, again, look at that Notre Dame game in 2017. They came in with all this hype, all this stuff, and then what happened? They yeah, mouth. Bro, I'm telling mm-hmm. you. But And then it was, then it was just a trickle-down effect. It was, it was yeah. downhill all the way from there. They had no coming back from that. And I think you have to do the same thing to Alabama. You have to come out and throw that first punch. You need to come out like Masa Dahl is going to do on Saturday, you know, and just literally, like, bring the hammer. Well, throw hey. the Bro, throw the first punch. You know, shout out to to, uh, my boy, Masvidal, you know, 305. So, so, But, I mean, that's what you have to do. I think you have to come out. You have to be the aggressor. You have to set the tone. Be physical. Take a 15-yard penalty. Whatever's going to get your team jacked up and ready to play, which you shouldn't have to be jacked up and ready to play. But (laughs) whatever's going to take you. You know, again, you go back to, you know, the the Miami-Oklahoma game years when, you know, you got Alonzo and Winston Moss and those guys, you know, at the coin flip and, you know – you know, Alonzo's like, don't be scared now, baby. Like, it, like it's game time. You I, ain't know, you? Like <laughs> I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared. Don't be scared now. Like, you know, so this is the mentality that these it. guys have to get it. And I think however it transcends this season, I think that's going to be huge as far as, you know, moving forward for recruiting. And I think there's a lot of guys that are kind of what Miami does in order to decide whether or not they come or don't come to Miami.
5: Yeah. You know, there's been some, and not much. I'm surprised there's actually not more, but chatter about the fact that Jacurry Brown is our only commitment at this time. But, like, look, to me, I I love it because, you know, if you look back about probably about 12 to 16 months ago, there was a lot of stuff that Manny put out that said, look, we're changing how we do recruiting. You know, that was really a direct shot at the fact that we've had all these decommitments. I think something like 95% of our decommitments have came from kids that committed in their junior year. So, look, we're not taking it unless you like, you know, sign your, <laughs> sign your life away. Like, you know, we took a, I think we got one kid committed in the uh, 23 class right now, yeah. which is big baby's little brother, yeah. uh, the wide receiver. Yeah. So, um, you know, and you know, he was probably like, look, coach, you know, I, I want to play with my brother. It's been our dream for our life. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in, I'm not going anywhere else. So, you know, maybe that's why they took that commitment, you know, and of course, Curry Brown, I mean, you go and you get the most important position right off the bat and you know. I know the, the reviews have been mixed on him too, man. But, uh, you know, I really like how he approached this like a business decision. You know, he went and he sat down with uh, with Ed Hudak. He sat down, you know, with uh, with some local, um, you know, some local politicians, even though I'm not a fan of many politicians. But I still, <laughs> like, I still like how Ja'Kurie approached it. And he's, you know, I, I think a kid coming in like that, you know, um, he's coming in for the right reasons, man. And he really believes in, in this spot. And I think, you know, he's one of those kids that, you know, where he's, he's once he made that commitment – he's in and he's not going anywhere. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys in this class that I think there's a lot of talent. I think there's a lot of talent in the, you know, in the, in the three-star, the high threes and the low fours. Uh, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Jacoby Spells, Daniel Lyons, uh, you know, Isaiah Bond, who actually took those visits with curry uh, with So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that are out there that I think could really be difference makers again in this class. And, you know, I tell you, the next step back is to have another recruiting class like the one that we just signed, right? You know, yeah. Miami guys, guys that want to be here, guys that are all in, guys that aren't wavering, uh, that want to come here, that want to be part of things, that want to work. And, uh, you know, that's what it's going to take to get us up there.
2: Let me, let me ask you about a couple of recruits who who I think that are, are key uh, moving forward. Um, you look at someone like Kamari Rogers. Like, what is your what is your prediction? Of, uh, if, if you were able to, you know, look into the – future into the bird's crystal ball (laughs) the bird's eye view that's right if you had to look at the bird that's that's pretty good if you're (laughs) looking into the bird's eye view what what are you looking for or what's your take on kamari rogers if you had to give him a great or a confidence between five to ten what are you looking at
5: it's tough man because i've only seen some some you know some some tape on the kid and whatnot um yeah. you know he's, he's got the goods right he's playing a position in need you know there's definitely a role for him here but he's a he's a mississippi kid right And i know a lot of the sec teams are are really after him right so that kid's gonna get a lot of pressure and i don't you know the, th- the thing with us especially with these out-of-state recruits is they don't remember the you that we all grew up on
4: yeah, yeah So
5: you know maybe if we did then we'd have a little more pool so you know, he's said all the right things. I think he's got a uh, I think he's got a, a relationship with T-Rob that goes back a while, mm-hmm. which is definitely going to serve uh, in our favor. Right. Because, uh, you know, everybody wants to play for T-Rob. man. that's the one thing that I think that we've seen is a, a common thread amongst uh, amongst these guys. But, you know, to answer your question on, on a confidence score, him being in the class, I got to give it a five. Right. Uh, just because he said all the right things. Um, you know, he seems to genuinely be interested. Uh, you know, but I know that kid's going to get pulled out from every every direction, right? Because everybody yeah. uh, everybody wants those shut down corners.
2: What about Wesley? Uh, what about Wesley?
5: Love him, love that kid. Wow. Uh, to me, that kid. To me, that kid's in, man. I mean, he's a uh, you know, he's a South Florida guy. You know, Miami Central. Um, you know, I mean, I think that kid's in. I think he's been in the whole time. So.
2: And again, it's it's another, but it's another position of need that I think, you know, moving forward, like you literally can come in and get, you know, really some early playing time. You know, Um, you're getting
5: snaps early for sure. For Wesley,
2: what about your Colby Spells?
5: Spells, uh, that's another guy that I think's in, man. Um, you know, I like, I like
2: Spells, I think he's lost, dude.
5: That whole, that whole everything that american heritage has going right now
2: i haven't even gotten to earl yet but you know dude, we dude, gotta so have I earl
5: said. back on because since the last time earl came earl. and hung out with us man they've added like three or four elite kids over there man correct um they're they're really turning into a uh into a factory over there so you know props to what they do and you know the time we spent with earl you see why kids want to go there man
3: because correct
5: that program i mean you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of guys who have been in the league. I think there's three former players on there. Uh, Pat Sertain's obviously the head coach. You know, Earl's been coaching the uh, the secondary with them, um, and I think there's someone else I can't remember off the top of my head who uh, who else was over there coaching with those guys. Uh, but they got a great program going right now. So look, uh, you know, I think one of the, one of the main priorities for Manny right now needs to be locking down that American Heritage pipeline. You know, don't let it become like another, you know, STA, which, you know, it's like almost like when I see guys over at St. Thomas, I'm like, I'm almost sure they're Ohio state bound every single time, man.
2: You know, that's the crazy part. Cause you know, again, if you look back, you know, Miami was able to get a lot of St. Thomas kids, you know, the Tavares Goodens, you know, Michael Irvin, Mike Harley. But you know, again, it's, it's just one of those things where you have to continue to build relationships time and time again. You you can't let the like the water you know just run dry. You can't let the well run dry. You know you have the Booker T's, the Centrals, the Carroll Cities. You literally have like if you look at Miami in general, Columbus, um, Booker T Central, uh, Northwestern, uh, like you know Carroll City. Like you have five major schools down there that produ- you know Pace. Like you know, you like, I don't know what else to say. You have just a plethora of kids down there to pick yeah. from, right? And then you get into Broward, you get the Dillards, you get the St. Thomas's, you get the Heritages, you get the Cardinal Gibbons. Like, bro, it's like the talent pool in South Florida is so rich that you should not be like missing on a lot of these kids. Yeah. But so but but Bird, but 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 it all comes <laughs> back to winning though, right? These kids yeah. want to be in a winning program. Yeah. And I think that's what's gonna separate Miami moving forward. From the Ohio States, the LSUs, the Alabamas. Yeah.
5: So shout out to uh to one of the listeners that posted a comment here and uh Facebook name of Nunya Business. <laughs> oh I love that. Nanya. That's that's something you would put on there, Co.
4: Always Nanya. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but uh but anyway, he wants to know. So do y'all think we bring in a couple more players in the portal for the upcoming season? And I think I mean the answer to that's all over the place, man. I think the Jawan Young kid or the John Juwan, Juwan Mitchell, yeah. uh the kid who was starting at Texas last year. Uh, he's basically publicly said, Hey, Miami's figure trying to figure out how to get me in right now. So yeah. uh they're just trying to work the numbers on that kid, but I would say he's you know, he, he's all but all but in, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you get a you get a guy from a power five starter, you know, especially a program like Texas that's been up there and you know, he's he's you know, he's played, he's started, he's performed uh on the highest levels. Um, yeah, you, know, you bring that kid in and you let him you let him play next to whoever earns it uh from us, which you know, I mean, I'm, the more and more that uh, that we that we go on it, we were talking about it a little earlier in the show, but yeah, the Caltray Smith at the at the will, right? Yeah, you know, that yeah, uh, you know, we'll look, the kids happens. got speed, man. So you know, he can put it together. Um, yeah, you know, we'll be in good shape. But yeah, uh, thanks for the question, and you know, hundred percent think uh, think that uh, Jawan Mitchell is going to be uh, a king before too long here.
2: Yeah, well, listen, we got to go to break, so we'll catch you guys back in a minute here on the Can Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM show one four five. Slam radio, catch you guys in the flip.
6: Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Loa. Yo, Sway Callaway. This is
1: Spice Adams. This is Michael the Playmaker Every. What's up? This is Grok and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio, radio. Serious XM. Yeah.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Good morning,
8: amigo. Hey man, it, Look, if they pick up Tua Niga Lapolla, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't You I don't call if, him that. I call him Tonga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100 percent sold on Tua Nigga Lapolla. Tonga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua nigga Manuel Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga vailoa. 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 That sounds much better that way.
9: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
10: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
12: Hola, mi gente, ¿qué tal les saluda la viva, la
1: potra, la caballota, la reina, y un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio.
0: And now we're back with Cane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: Alright guys, we're back here. We're running running through this show. Uh, great, great opportunity to uh, talk University of Miami stuff because it's really getting down to the nitty gritty. I enjoy it. Love it. Um, there's some things that have popped up this past week that I wanted to talk about. One is the uh, things are starting to get back in motion. Let me put it this way, Bird. Um, University of Miami the Hall of Fame. They usually do quite a few things. Um, obviously, the last couple of years, the banquet's been canceled because of covid um bowling tournament fishing tournament you know things like that and uh so it'd be interesting now that they're getting ready to bring some of that stuff back you know i'm a big proponent of those events i like going to them you know again you get to hang out with alumni you get to hang out you know with, with your buddies and you know try to get back to some sense of normalcy that we've sure. been missing here for the last you gosh man 13 14 months now 15 too long too long it's yeah you know one thing that was interesting though i i did see that uh they're expecting full capacity at The Rock, and um, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting, too. And then, obviously, full capacity at The Rock means, you know, full house. That means full capacity for Atlanta, and uh, so that should be good. So, hey, listen, joining the show right now is our boy Vic. Vic, man, what's going on, man?
1: What up, Vic? How's it going, How's it going guys? Long time no talk?
2: Yeah, man. Sorry about last
1: week, man. We really got caught no, up and glad uh, to have you the, on. No, no, hype it up the spring game. No big deal, man. And as
5: bad as baseball was last week, (laughs) was it a good time to talk with with the three (laughs) games? Honestly, it's
1: like you know, I'm kind of glad because man, we got beaten like an ugly stepchild up in Pittsburgh. I'll tell you that right now. Oh man,
5: man, that was rough. Yo, this team, man, is is like the Jekyll and Hyde of any team ever, man. You know what I mean? Like, they're either lights out and like you're like, woo, and you're beating your chest. Or you're just hanging your head, and it's like in North Carolina, like Miami yeah. versus North Carolina in football.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, look, we're we're 21 and 11 right now, basically, and we're about to end up, you know, going on the road this weekend. I mean, today's game, well, yesterday's game basically was they delayed it for next week, basically because of inclement weather. So, I mean, again, you know, the the hope is now basically that we end up going up to North Carolina and sweep them, which we should. Okay, they're barely playing 500 ball themselves. Uh, yeah, but, the
10: those, but
2: I, those are teams that beat us. I mean, I just – That's the
1: problem. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> that's the problem. I, I, I will – let me tell you something. The one thing I will say is this, is I noticed some changes that Gino was doing with regards to not just the batting order, but at least like in mid-game, there were some type of replacements that he would make, basically, that really played up nicely. I mean, you know, Cephas is one of our freshmen, basically – really playing some good ball, okay? Yeah. Uh, Lala, and I mean, again, Lala's a sophomore, but the one thing about Jordan, Jordan is a five-tool kid, okay? So I think his best is, is yet to come, and then you're starting to see it slowly but surely to a certain degree. Um, Again, pitching-wise, I mean, Jordan Derberle's been bringing it quite nicely, give or take. Um, Jake Garland, is, I think, is still Jacob one of your is, better. Yes, yes.
2: You know, and I've said this a couple of weeks ago, Vic, and you, I think you disagreed with me. You know, you talked about him being just that midweek starter, and I'm like, listen, if the kid can throw the ball, you put him in a rotation for the weekend. No, you're because right. Because at the end of the day, you have to play your best players. I don't no, care right. if it's baseball, basketball, football. If Jake Garling is bringing that heat and me, he's being as consistent as he is as far as getting the outs and, and, you know, as far as um, keeping the everything close, then you bring him into the weekend rotation. Right. You, don't, no, you no, just no. don't leave you're him right.
1: midweek. You're right. You're right. I agree. No, I mean, you you know, know, honestly – his stuff has been, yeah, his stuff has really come on nicely. It really has.
5: So how about how about the fact that I'm at, talking about things that we didn't see coming this year. Christian Del Castillo? Oh, God. Outperforming his brother almost across the board in, in, in
1: statistical categories, man. He's easily the MVP of the team, to, to be yeah. very honest. Easily He's in the 360 MVP the right now, 364 yeah. mm-hmm. right now.
2: Hey uh yep. shout out shout out to Laker Kings 305. What up, oh, big doggy? Miami Mondo. Miami what up, Mondo. Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> so we do here. So yeah, I mean baseball is really kind of tricky this year. Obviously, um I think it's man two months, two months away from College World series. Like how how far Correct. out is it now? No,
1: two just months? literally yeah, pretty much. Gosh, I mean so we, like only, we only have like a couple more series here at home yeah. and some series on the road, basically, and then that's it. So Vic, have you been have you been to a couple games? Haven't been able to. Uh, again, I'm planning on going in the next, not next weekend, but the Appalachian State Series. I'll be there.
2: Okay. I am so glad I didn't spend the money to get tickets for the FSU weekend. Like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. A now,
1: now, hundred bucks,
2: no, 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 bucks a seat to watch and, and, us get and, smoked. And, and,
1: and, 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 hey, Mr. Cole, Mr. I for <laughs> I- my city 74 was like basically telling me one point in time he, wa- he wouldn't mind paying for it. So, you know, hey. Listen,
2: I don't mind paying for anything, but man, like, I am so glad that I wasn't able Because
1: Oh, look, for the people that were there that are friends of mine, they're like saying, Vic, we didn't even show up for the game. I'm like, yeah, I was watching that on TV. Well, the other you know, thing too was- is you look at
2: the, just a the crowd. There's Nobody went to the game. Like, it's hard for. So that's the problem that I have with the COVID situation right now. Like, both teams have to play. I get that, right? But, like. You know, you get into a situation where you want that little bit of home field advantage and you have
1: none. Right. <laughs> you have none. I, so. I, I, really, I really feel that – I mean, come on, capacity is what they're calling, quote, unquote, 650, 652 people. Okay, so at least for me, what I would have wanted to have done basically is increase capacity because capacity for Mark Light is – I mean, and obviously taking out the portion that they are oh, doing man. for the data creation and everything – Like maybe four thousand, so to speak. Okay, so I would have wanted for something maybe like fifteen hundred, give or take. Well, I keep
5: saying the the parking deck, man. Like you could have absolutely had everybody space out on the top of the parking deck. Like, why not use that to your advantage instead of just oh no, people can't be up here. You know, like have a have a have a watch party on the top. Oh, it's awesome. Fifty people.
1: It's it's awesome. Now, what's interesting is this, is that I think it was the opening game against Clemson. Man, Alex Terrell hit a moonshot up into that parking garage. I'm like, yo, <laughs> yeah. whoever's sitting up there duck. I mean, yeah.
4: serious,
1: <laughs> no joke. Man, I saw it. I'm like, oh, my God. Man, did you see the highlight? I think it was a Texas
5: Tech game the other day where the broadcaster was calling it, and mm-hmm. he fouled it off back into the booth. And the broadcaster's was like, I heard whoop. It. One that. coming our way, and he doesn't budge, and he just put his hand out, and he caught the ball, and he held it there, and he's like, oh, Wow. Well, that's yeah. crazy. And then he's just like, man, my hand really hurts. Oh, my <laughs> you know, God. But talk about that that FSU series, right, that we almost went down to, right? That You know mm-hmm. it was all about? You know what the worst part about that stadium would have been with 600 people? The one or two FSU fans that would have bought tickets that are just oh, sitting back there. And, and like, because life. the place is so empty because of the COVID stuff, the, all you're hearing is these guys. and You just want to look back and be like, yo, shut but,
1: up. Let me tell you something. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, look, I remember one game that FSU came to town, and unfortunately we lost that game, but that game went 18 innings. That game went from 7 p.m. to 1.30 in the morning. Okay, we were we were the Walking Dead walking out of Mark Light that kind of No joke, man. It was crazy. Oh. crazy, man. Crazy. So, so, Vic, let me talk to you yes, about sir. what's going on, man. Obviously,
2: University's uh, Miami Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, yes,
1: sir. Yeah.
2: Back back in business as far as the fishing tournament. So it's, I think right. it's a, the first the first kind of real function of getting back to normalcy as far as bowling tournament banquets you know so they're going to start off with the fishing tournament talk a little bit about uh dates and what's going on and and
1: what's going on with that okay so awesome so definitely one of the more one of the probably the one of the banner events of the hall basically besides our yearly banquet is our fishing tournament okay so this year it's hosted by none other than brett romberg okay so he's going to be there basically to officiate so really great brett is if you get to know him personally he's hilarious and he's a great host Okay, so so he's, he's, awesome. he's also the owner. And there's
5: been so many great highlights in Miami, in Miami history, but mm-hmm. I love that the highlight of him running down the field and opening up. Willis? Yeah, I mean he's he's running faster than Willis, and he just goes down there and gets that other that other hit to spring him. Man, that's that's the greatest highlight ever. Man, you don't see offensive line highlights oh, like that often, I man.
1: I know. Anyway, I I mean, address. No, 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 it's okay. I mean, no, but look, honestly speaking, look, Brett. And this is one thing we're talking about as far as Hall events, and I think I mentioned this in a previous show, like you know, a couple shows ago. You know, his acceptance speech, basically, when he got inducted into the Hall. You know, he was basically because again, Ken Dorsey, okay, who ironically, it's his birthday today, basically, okay. Happy birthday, know. eleven. Yep. Yeah. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Derek's typical line. Basically, I see you, eleven. Like I'm always used it. to that. Basically, one wow. one.
5: It's one One one. One
1: one. <laughs> one. Excuse me. So you know you're you're hearing stories from Brett when he's getting his induction speech, okay, of what it might end up like smelling like as far as from him like handing the ball off to Kenny basically. So it, it's it's some of those stories make that was funny to they listen to. It. But anyways, he's gonna be our host, okay. It's gonna be June third and June fifth, okay. Kickoff party is at Sandbar, okay, in downtown Coconut Grove. I so see. we're what we're doing basically. We're doing a little bit different this year. Basically, we're gonna end up doing weigh-in stations at different locations, okay? Okay, So that Mm. way, basically, to spread things out, okay? And if anything, I mean, look, go to the kickoff party, if anything, that is a blast. I mean, when, I mean, the best one we ever had was basically, when was it, eight years ago, okay? And that's when Ray Lewis ended up posting. We had, like, 92 boats that ended up showing up, basically. 92 boats, Mm. okay? This Mm. year, I think, probably prediction wise i mean again with covid and everything still having affecting us to a certain degree the hope is we'll probably have maybe about 40 to 50 boats which i still think will be an end up a great showing basically so yeah i mean this is this is probably one of our best events that if people are into fishing and they want to end up like getting out basically it's a great event to go to it really is nice is there a uh, is there a, uh what's the fee um i think okay again if anything it's like www.canesfish.com is probably the best place to go to because okay. we have like different fees set up and everything basically i know for the kickoff party i think it's like 35 dollars. that's not bad. okay and they'll end up like having a ton of food and a ton of drink basically so it's it's okay. a really it's a really fun time it really is how, how does it work? Like, say, if you sign up with you know for a, a, you and, and
2: a group of guys that want to go down there, do they they supply the boats? You bring your own boat. How's that working? You bring
1: your own boat. Basically, we'll end up supplying bath, uh, as far as like the, the you know like as every single. We'll try to have like fishing supplies as far as like buckets and everything, basically for all yeah. the anglers, basically. stuff. So. yeah,
5: okay. Look, well, like, like if anybody wants a uh, shout out to anybody out there who uh, who's going to go register in the tournament. Who needs a uh, who needs a deckhand, a a, <laughs> a not so very well experienced, but really has a good time on the boat? Uh, I'm up for i uh, I'm up for hire, man. I'll bring the beer, I'll bring the uh, I'll bring it's, the sandwiches, whatever I gotta do, man.
1: No, no, I mean, look, it's look, it's a great event to go to. I mean, like I said, we've had Ray Lewis host in the past. You know, yeah. we ended up having Andre Johnson hosting one time. We had co-host one time. We had Warren Sapp and Michael Irvin, which nice. is a, it was a great event. Basically, who else? And we've, we've what about Fortis?
5: So, so Jimmy's a huge fisherman. You think we can expect to see Jimmy Johnson? Oh,
1: definitely. Uh, look without without a question, take, right? He comes every year. I mean, for the most part, he does, give or take. I mean, it's yeah. funny because I remember like one year that he came and we were having like our kickoff party at Gary Dunn's, which is like almost like a couple blocks away. This one was, was down in Alamarada, okay, off yeah. Postcard in. You know, it's like forget the host; everyone was like huddling around Jimmy. You know, and, and yeah. that was and that was hilarious. It was fantastic, Man. and then Benny yeah. Blades. Benny blade shows up to those as well too. And he's, he's, he's a laugh, man. He's a, he's a
5: yo, yo bucket list item for me, man. Go fishing with Jimmy Johnson and just, you know, go spend a morning with him talking.
2: Oh, do not see that happening, but you never know. Um, <laughs> One can hope, bro.
5: One can hope. Bro, Jimmy, if you're listening,
2: I know you probably aren't Jimmy. Take
5: me on the boat, man, <laughs> please.
2: You know, here's the thing you talk about. You need a deckhand. Listen, if you need somebody who can chum. Like, and give you, like, <laughs> free chum, I'm all over, bro. Can, Can you me? run the gaff, though, bro? Bro, I'm just saying. I, I will definitely <laughs> spew up some chum coming out of my insats. Oh, hold on, hold on. What, I get, get sick, bro. You get boat sick? Oh, so I, I went out fishing a couple, about two months ago, we all went out. and But to my defense, waves had to be eight to nine feet chop, bro. And it was yeah. just... And, and right before we left, I went to 7-Eleven. I had, like, two pepperoni pizzas. And oh, like, dude, no. <laughs> hey, a gas station pizza for the boat? Bro. That's your so, own fault. So we, th- I just said that. It's my own fault. So we get out there, and, you know, I'm sitting out there, and, like, I hooked my first one and blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, bro, it was just
4: <laughs>
1: –
2: <laughs> And it was literally downhill from there. That's got to be the worst feeling, though, when you literally get seasick. Now, and you're on
1: a boat out there, you're stuck. Correct. And, and the one thing, and kind of talking in relation to what Derek was just talking about, when I went out, because we had like what's what's called a head boat, like a sponsor boat. So I went out with like Gerard Daphnis, okay, who was on the boat, who was used to be one of our tight ends, and also Jermaine Chambers and a couple other guys. You sure. know, so the one thing you just don't do. Is take you know as far as uh, I think it's called Dramamine. Basically, you do not end up taking it a couple hours before you go out. Okay, you have to do that the night before. Okay, so needless to say, I found out the hard way. Thank God I didn't throw up or anything, but God, man, I was like, oh, uh-huh. I was. Yeah, people up. don't get
2: that, man. Like, unfortunately, Dramamine works to a point, but I think everybody's metabolism, everybody's like, different. You know, it's different. it's different, right? So, so you never know. But that's gonna be a good event. I think that'd be a fun event. Um, look forward to it. But you know, I look forward to the banquets. To me, the banquets is where it's at. Um, you know, you, you get to dress, you get to dress up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> speaking of which, okay. Speaking yeah. of which, the banquet is going to be in October. Okay, we're shooting at Magic. We're going to end up shooting for Magic City Casino, which is like off in Flagler, Flagler Thirty Seven. Magic City, baby. Okay. Yeah. So. It's. I mean, again, we got a pretty good class. We got P Buck coming in, okay. Got Kevin Williams coming in as well too. Jay Brophy, okay. So uh, it's taking us
5: long to get Kevin Williams in, though, man. Uh, Honestly, man, if there's a guy who should have been in there, man, K Will was
1: a baller here, man. Uh, Look, I'll be honest with you. One guy I'm dying to see come in from the basketball side is Darius Rice. Yeah. You know, I mean, Darius is definitely overdue, without a doubt, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, and then also at the same time, Coach Rump your know, yeah. Mike should be getting in there as well too. You know, no I just don't think I
2: don't think you should wait, you know. And again, the hall probably has their timeline and you know their reasoning and things like that. But you know, you get a bunch of you know, you get a bunch of dudes in there who don't have the same type of you know passion or or drive that some other people have and it might take someone longer. But check this man, we're gonna go to break real quick. We'll be right back on the King Game show. We'll finish up with Vic. I, I want to bring some stuff up about the Hall of Fame. And uh, we'll be right back. So give us a minute and let our sponsors do their thing, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, look what I found.
10: A radio.
0: Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick.
9: Good morning, amigo! Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
0: 145, Slam Radio.
12: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
7: produced at U.S. taxpayer expense I'm constantly
6: failing guys I'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
8: Santos, 124.9, Latino.
0: And now we're back with Pain Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
5: All right, welcome back to the Can Can Show here on SiriusXM Slam Radio, channel one forty-five. We're hanging out with our boy Victor here, talking all things Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, you already know, man. The Hall of Fame is where it's at. You know, you know, the That's Hall right. of Fame. It, it's not like the NFL, right? So the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame has a ten-year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, limit That's as correct. far as when they can vote on who gets to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, to where the NFL is five years. Um, and I'm not even sure what the – I think the NBA is five years as well, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. So, you know, so, again, Miami has a little bit longer, you know, road to travel, you know, to get people in. But, you know, you said some good names, like like, like Coach Rump. Um, again, you're talking about a first-round draft pick, you know, national champion. Um, I don't know why he hasn't been, you know, um, selected or, or – I don't even know how the nomination process works with the Hall of Fame. Vic, can you tell me about how the nomination process works?
1: we have a selection committee okay that's appointed by the president okay and it's it's a secret process it's only known to them okay and they end up taking into different account different you know factors as far as in voting in people based in terms of you know what were their accomplishments at UN basically you know statistics okay just all around different factors truth be told you know so i I mean again those will be the ones that they'll and they'll have you only have that certain group of people that will end up voting in that group And remember, it's not just a matter of basketball, but it's also football, also baseball, tennis, track. So, And then also at the same time, we'll end up voting in you know, administration as far as coaches, as yeah. well too, basically, so.
2: so. So so, this being 10 years removed from like that 08 class, right? 08, 09, 010, 11. Like, do you see somebody like Sean Spence potentially you know, getting nominated and being, you know? Because I think Sean Spence was a phenomenal linebacker at the University of Maine. I agree. I you know, agree. you talk about the, you talk about those Northwestern kids, right? You talk about the Jacory Harris, and I'm trying to do this off, just off the top of my head. Jacory Harris, Sean All Spence.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Hold on, Aldaris oh, Johnson, Tommy Strader, mm-hmm. Brandon Washington, um, gosh, Marcus and Marcus forreston So you mm-hmm. look at the seven guys that that came out of there, right? And obviously, a bunch of them left early, whatever the case may be, you know. But Actually, there was eight, if you you know, well seven, if you include Sean. So, like to me, Sean Spence was probably your the best out of that class. Um, again, he was just somebody who came in and just literally solidified himself as a freshman. I remember watching um, the spring game at Lockhart Stadium, and this kid was just all over the field, all over the place. place. And uh, you just see it transcending, you know. As he got older, got bigger, got stronger. Obviously, he had that knee injury in Pittsburgh, and but then again, he still made a great career you know, going, uh, you know, playing with Tennessee and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, he would be somebody that I don't know how the, like how the hall does their, you know, process. Mm-hmm. You're talking about it's a secret committee. Like to me, that's, 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 the, that's the committee that I don't want, I wouldn't want to be a part of. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's, next thing you know, it's, it shouldn't be secret. It should be among all the people that are affiliated with, you know, the hall. Uh, but again, that's just my take, but you know what, they have their rhyme, they have their reasons. So, but, you know, it, it's crazy when you think about that because, obviously, the Hall of Fame, they want to make sure that they do things the right way. Obviously, right. It's, it's a it's a it's uh, an enshrinement of what was accomplished at the University of Miami, right? Correct. So, again, you got to be careful on what you do, who you allow. You know, in the next couple of years, you're going to have, like, the Duke Johnsons, obviously, the Brad Kaya's. You know, you're going to have, you know, people that potentially could be, like, on that Den- nomination selection. Dude, and, Denzel. Um, Den- Denzel Perryman as well, too, man. So, so you bring up a good name. like Now, Denzel, like, I, I'd have to go back and see his stats. Now, he was a baller. Like, he was mm-hmm. a baller. Um, He's one of my
5: favorite all-time canes, man. I love DP, thirty two man. He was awesome.
2: Those are guys that like, kind of we've been missing, right? And, and I think we can get back to that. And that's where I think, again, it, it's all going to be predicated now with coaching and how they, they – see, I see somebody like Keontre Smith, who I think that change of position – can actually have a breakout year, and then again, he's always a sophomore moving forward to a junior, senior. You know, but that's what you want. You want those guys that can that can get coached up and can you know transcend from a good player into a great player. Um, you know, and and again, that's what we. I mean, do we have any like great, great players? Like, and I say great. I'm talking about like coming in this year. Like, who who would be a first round pick going in next year? Obviously, this year we we have you know Jalen. We have. Potentially, Greg, and I know there's talk all over the board that he potentially might, you know, slip. I still think he goes in round one. But will, who, I think. who do we have next year that could be potentially round one material?
5: Zion Nelson.
2: Correct.
5: Potential. I mean, and, and again,
2: you're you're basing
1: that on potential too, right? Yes. Yes. And and I also not on
5: what he's done so far, but I yeah, mean, if he comes,
1: a, if he if he comes back strong from his injury, Navon Donaldson. Oh, that's gonna
2: be a tough one, man. That's I, a tough one, I, well, man.
1: No notice what I said. It'd be it, exactly. I mean sure. again, it's um who else? Uh, Will Across Mallory. Will, Will Mallory.
2: Could be. Could be. I, could be. I mean again, these are all could bees. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just looking like surefire first round pick. You know, unless I don't even see you. I don't even see Bubba. I see Bubba being like a day two, maybe
1: day second, three. second, second, third rounder, basically. You I know. Remember, yeah. we, remember, and I don't know if I don't know if Ryan remembers we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. One thing I keep noticing is this: is that we keep getting some of our prime talent off of the transfer portal, and those guys honestly are coming more to the forefront. Okay, as far as in getting into that position to be drafted in like the first or second round. Okay, so again, the recruits that we're getting in from day one as far as freshmen are concerned, the one concern I've had over the last couple of years is that we haven't developed, okay, or coached up these guys. You yeah. know, and that and that's the I mean, come on, we haven't seen stellar classes since back in what, two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four around those classes basically.
2: Well, two thousand seven, two thousand seven. You know that Northwestern class. You thought they were all going to be stars, no, no, no. You know? no. My, what yeah. I
1: meant more, what I more, as far as the guys that were going into the NFL, that were getting drafted, like in the first round. Yeah, you
2: know? yeah, yeah. You, you know, obviously this week they brought something up. Uh, it's been nineteen years, and they, you know, years might have had five guys going the first round. Speaking of the draft, you know, the, again, the, the draft draft's so it's you know a week away. Um, you know, I know we have wrote down our 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 people and our 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 teams and, you know, what, where we think they're going to go. Burr, do you think that's changed on on your end a little bit? Oh yeah. oh yeah, Absolutely.
5: (laughs) Well, I mean, look like everybody, you know, then, you know, we had Greg going ahead, you know, then pro day happened. Right. And you know, now Jalen Phillips is jumping off the, jumping off the board to everybody. Right. So, you know, that's changing teams strategy. Uh, You know, I think Jalen's going to go in the, you know, probably anywhere from pick 10 to to 15. Um, You know, I think he's going to go, and I think is going to drop anywhere from fifteen to thirty. Uh, you know, Quincy and uh, Quincy's probably going to drop. Well, Quincy and Brevin probably anywhere from the third second, round to the, the sixth. Right? It just, it just, it just depends, right? You know, um, you know, there's not a lot of tight ends out there. So if a team's looking, you know, I, I think Brevin's an intriguing prospect to them. Um, you know, and then I mean, you know, and, and our boy Jose, number three zero. You know, he, he's going to go somewhere, but. You know, look for him. You just want him to go to the right situation. Like, you know, I don't care if he's the last pick of the seventh round. You know, I just want him to go to the right situation and have an opportunity.
1: I'll say this for a team that's looking for a solid kicker. Look, I mean, again, Jankowski was probably the last kicker that I remember got picked in the first or second round, if I remember correctly, at FSU. Okay. But the, the possibility could be, I mean, again, he's kicking lights out. So the possibility you could see someone like him maybe going, what, third, fourth round maybe.
5: Well, well, the 57-yarder 50, is definitely, you know, helping him with that, too. Yeah.
1: Well, I talked to him I talked to him
2: Saturday at the spring game, and I asked him, I said, if you had to pick a team, who would you pick? And he's like, right now, he goes, I don't even care. I just want to get, get into a camp and kick, you, yeah. you know, whoever, whoever picks me, picks me. That's the type of attitude that I like to see. Not picky, not choosy, just says, look, yeah. whoever grabs me, grabs me. He did say he's a big Baltimore Ravens fan um because of Justin Tucker I mean that's so that's that's kind of his favorite team per se um but man you know that's the type of attitude I like to see is it doesn't matter where I go I just want the opportunity I want to get in there I want to kick I want to show what I can do and then go from there man what a what a humble kid what a great kid
4: yeah
5: yeah you know I think I think he, he probably would have said the dolphins if not for the fact that they have Jason Sanders and Jason Sanders ain't going anywhere
2: <laughs> you know he grew funny, up a
5: dolphin fan you know yeah the
2: funny thing too is like the last couple of years of fantasy football, I've had Jason Sanders, and I listen. The, even the week, even a bye week, I wasn't dropping him. I literally just went with like no kicker, or I would drop somebody that I had on IR and like yeah, grab, yeah, a, yeah. grab a kicker for a day, and you know for for one week, and then dropped him too. But Jason Sanders is man; he's nice, baller,
5: bro. He's a baller. You know, the
2: dolphin. The Dolphins are having a draft party on the 29th ninth um, down at the Hard Rock. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, man, it, it's. You're starting to see a little bit of normalcy, right? So they're allowing fans to go into their draft party or season ticket holders. I'm not sure how they're doing it. Um, you know, but it's getting close. I mean, well, here we are almost at the end of April, you know. So you're looking at, you know, what, five months? You know, you have, what, May, June, July, August? Well, actually four months. You know, you're literally 130 days, give or take, away from opening game. Um, bro, like when you, when you think about that stuff – it's there, right? And then did you guys see the video of King? You know, doing some workouts and you know, running and things like that. Ooh. That uh, that was kind of impressive. And again, those are just little clips. I don't take them too serious. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on real quick, man, is the passing, like the passing of uh, my man Humpty. Do you guys hear about the? You know, you remember the song, the Humpty Dance? You guys, you know, you don't you don't remember the Humpty Dance? Uh, I
5: remember, I remember the group. Music video, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well uh, Mr. Yeah, Humpty yeah. died,
2: man. Humpty died and Ooh. Humpty Hump passed away this week. You know, oh, DMX please. passed away, uh like Rob passed away. Like man, people just dying left and right, man. It's just yeah. uh sad situation, sad world, but it's reality. You know, it is what yeah. it is. And uh, you know, all the best and prayers to everybody, all that stuff. Um, I don't want to get into like too much of I, I don't like getting into politics. I don't like to get into the new stuff because to me, like you start getting into newsworthy like, worthy, like, things that pop up on your TV, and it creates a drama. I, I did see something the other night on Twitter that kind of bothered me. And, and listen, we're fans. That's all we are. We're fans. We're not putting on pads. We're not practicing. We're not playing. For the life of me, I don't understand why people want to bash individuals that played for the University of Miami. When you know good and well that you you're not good enough and you weren't good enough to even probably play high school ball, but yet you want to bash people. Why do we do that? Bird, talk to me.
5: I don't know, man. You know, it kind of goes to the whole like thing with, with their torch and Zach McLeod, man. I mean, every time I see on there, like anytime Zach's name comes up, man, I mean, everybody just takes every opportunity to just get in there and just absolutely destroy this kid, man. And uh, it's not uh, not right, man. You know,
1: this kid's that...
5: Vic, can you mute? Okay, is that you?
1: Yeah, no, that's my grandfather clock. Sorry about that. Yeah,
5: <laughs> it's time, baby. It's time. No, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's tough, man. I mean, you know, we 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 gotta be fans, man. You know, I mean, look, we can we can have opinions and stuff, man. You know, but uh yeah, man, we we gotta think, we gotta keep our opinions right, man.
2: I, but, do you, Do you think that's a problem with just being social media keyboard warriors?
5: Yeah, you, you know, I mean, it, the, the worst thing to happen to college football has been Twitter, bro. You know and i've said that for for a long time man because it's you know it's made it's made the game about you know about social media and popularity more than more than actually growth and development for the players right so you know they get on there and 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 you know like like we said like you'll have a you'll, we'll, we'll get smoked and all of a sudden you know after the game you know posting a, a highlight you know of, of them making a, a tackle and it's like bro you know but, I mean, you know, it's 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 the fans' fault, right, because, you know, we're in here, we're we're throwing our hashtags down to everybody, you know. I mean, it, we're, we're all part of it, right?
2: Yeah, you know, and the funny thing, too, is, like, you can lose friends over this bullcrap. Like, honestly, man, like, you know, people that you thought were your boys, thought were your homies, um, you know, just it, – it's rough, man. You know, you, the more you get into it, the more you see it, you know – Social media can completely just overwhelm your life, exactly. you know. And again, if you don't just curb it and take a take a step back
1: and really see what's important, um, you know, let you, you kind of loo- lose all perspective. Let me know? let me let me say this with regards to social media, because and I mean, Derek and I have talked about this before. I, I have certain rules when it comes to social media. I won't end up talking about work. I won't talk about faith and I won't talk about politics. Okay. When it comes down to my social media. Okay. Um, again, those are thoughts that are my own. Okay. And I don't like going into into depth with them. Now, again, touching upon this, something that Ryan just talked about a couple minutes ago, you know, social media to me, in essence has become, don't get me wrong. It's a wonderful thing in some aspects, but again, taken out of context, which is exactly what it's been doing. Not only is it affected. Okay. You know, individual relationships, okay, that you end up having with your friends, your family, so forth and so on. But again, if you take a look as far, I mean, come on, you know, look at our fans. I mean, look, I love the passion of our fans, you know, but at the same time, they, I mean, please, they end up like opening up their mouth and they insert their foot in their mouth so quickly, it's not even funny. Again, I don't take away the right of anyone having an opinion with regards of what they want to end up saying. But at the same time, do a couple things. One, think about what you're saying first, okay, and at least have some mind, at least some intelligence to end up, like, expressing your opinion the way it should be, okay, instead of letting your emotions do your thinking for you. Yeah. You no, know, no, them- that's,
2: that's, definitely a good, that's definitely a good point, man, because, and listen, I'm just so guilty, you know what I mean? I think I've put, I might have put stuff out there, you know, in, in the past that maybe I probably shouldn't have, but I really try to put a positive spin on everything that I've put out. Whether it's a personal tweet, um, whether it's, you know, a comment to a player or a former player or whatever the case may be. I try to be very positive because at the end of the day, I always go back to this. I'm just a fan. Um, I'm not doing anything but being a fan. And that's all we should be doing. Uh, Can we get upset? Yeah, because you know what? We're, We're human. We're passionate. We got feelings, you know, that type of thing. But at the end of the day, we're just fans, man.
5: Yeah. You know, look, we always try to be good with it, man. I, you know, I, I, I didn't realize that I retweeted the actual kid's profile, but I was talking about the kid, you know, Travis Hunter, um, you know, and, and I, I actually retweeted his, him. And I was like, oh, this kid's, you know, going to go there only to go 500, right? The same thing I said on the show a little bit earlier. And then I look back at it, I'm like, oh man, I just actually retweeted the kid. So I deleted it because I'm like, man, I'm trying yeah. not to go in there. I, I just thought it was just a random highlight of his when I first grabbed it. And and But then I realized it was his profile. You know, so I try to be very active to, you know, to be respectful, especially, you know, look, we're we're doing, you know, just being a fan, right. Even aside from the shows, you know, being on social media, you know, we strike up relationships with these kids, family, with their moms, their dads, their brothers, their sisters, their aunts, their uncles. Right. And, you know, like, Look, you, you got to you can't just sit there and, and, you know, be great with these guys and then, you know, get out there and just absolutely bash their kids. Right. You know, I mean, these are these are college age kids. Right. <laughs> you know, when they get to the NFL and they start making pro money, you know, fair game have Adam. Right. But, you know, when these guys are in school, especially the kids that are, you know, PSA, you know, got to be easy on that stuff.
2: Yeah, well, listen, man, it's, uh, it's been a great show. Good two hours. Uh, we're wrapping it up here. We're uh, really, really against the break. So appreciate everybody tuning in to the Kangang Gang Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. I hope you guys have a great week. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Kangang. Gang. The
0: views and opinions expressed on Kang Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.